This is the On The Banks Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at OTB underscore SB Nation. Now, here's your host, Aaron Brightman. Welcome back to On The Banks Podcast. This is episode 90. I'm your host, Managing Editor Aaron Brightman. Thanks so much for listening once again. And here we are, the second, uh, now entering the third week of February as uh, the stretch run of uh, men's and women's basketball approaches Less than a month left in the regular season. The women's basketball team has had a, a big week. They won uh, two games last week against a ranked Northwestern team on the road, and then they beat Purdue on Sunday. They're now 8-3 and three on the season, 4-3 and three in conference play. I wrote about it this morning, but um, they're right in line with the NCAA tournament. There's some debate as to whether how they'll be considered being that they've played less games than other teams in the conference aside from Michigan, who's also near the top of the standings. So it'll be interesting to see right now, Charlie Krim of ESPN has them projected as a 10 seed, but uh, obviously C. Vivian Stringer has her starters playing very well at the moment. Aureli Garante has had 30 points this past weekend. Freshman Diamond Johnson is uh, ranked fifth in the country in three-point shooting. She was four of eight on Sunday. So this is certainly a team. Takia Mack has been outstanding on both ends of the floor. They've gotten great play from Tia Singleton up front. So a lot of things to be excited about with women's basketball. But good to have them back after an eight-game pause. Men's basketball has their biggest game of the season, toughest challenge of the season. They'll be at number three, Michigan, on Thursday. Certainly will be a very difficult game. Michigan came from behind in their first game back after a three-week pause due to COVID, beating Wisconsin going away after trailing by double figures on Sunday. Uh, Rutgers obviously coming off a win over Northwestern this past weekend. Certainly will be a challenge. Something to look for in terms of Rutgers is will their defense show up. Michigan has traditionally been a bad matchup for Rutgers. They lost both games last season. Michigan is so difficult uh, in terms of their length and their shooting in terms of their scoring ability. So it certainly will be something, a measuring stick of sorts. But as of right now, we're recording this on Monday, February 15th. Rutgers is firmly in the NCAA tournament field with all projections. Um, right now, they're, they're looking around a seven seed um, by most uh, bracketologists right now. Their Kempom is at 26. Their net is in the high 20s. Five regular season games remaining. Really, I think that magic number is two. They're at eight conference wins right now. Uh, the Big Ten is trending uh, this season, not always the best conference in the country, but statistically, in terms of the Ken Palm era, has a chance to be the toughest conference, best conference statistically um, over the past two decades. So that's why I'm very confident a 10-10 and record in regular season play will get them in. No problem. Right now they're in seventh place. You have Indiana and Maryland coming to the rack after their game against Michigan. Those games will be crucial. Then at Nebraska, obviously a must win. Avoid the dreaded quad three loss. And then they end the season at Minnesota. So a lot to be excited about there. This episode, we're going to focus on Rutgers men's lacrosse. Um, we're lucky to have head coach Brian Brecht. Rutgers is ranked 18th nationally. They begin the season this Saturday at home. Unfortunately, there'll be no fans allowed during the season. But we're looking at a, a Big Ten only schedule, round robin, uh, in terms of teams playing home and away. Officially, the first five games have been announced, but that's the plan. They have some time built in in case there are uh, any COVID-related pauses. But very excited about the men's lacrosse team. Welcoming back two of the best players in program history and Kieran Mullins and Adam Charlambides. They have a high-profile transfer, Connor Kirst from uh, Villanova, who's a preseason All-American. So lots to be excited about with this team. And could this finally be the year where they break through and uh, make the NCAA tournament? That's what we're here to talk to Coach Brecht about in terms of all the adjustments they've made this past year. They just opened the Rodkin Center. 
Certainly a lot to catch up on with men's lacrosse and the welcome-in coach right now. Time to talk to the coaches. Here's your host, Aaron Brightman. Rutgers men's lacrosse is back in action to open the 2021 at home against Penn State on February 20th at noon. It's my pleasure to introduce Rutgers men's lacrosse head coach Brian Brecht, who's with us now. How are you, coach? Thanks so much for joining us. Doing well. Thanks for having us, Aaron. Obviously, uh, it's been a, a unique off-season. Last season, roughly due to COVID-19, just wanted to ask what the last year has been like for you as head coach, managing the program, and how excited you are to be now talking about a new season ahead. Yeah, I think it was you know very different for everybody, from uh, players who were graduating to players who were returning, incoming freshmen. Uh, you know, so certainly definitely uh, different than what we normally uh, would go through the season, the off season, the recruiting aspects, the fall, the, the development part. But you know, I've been very pleased, I've been very very happy, and uh, certainly uh, excited to uh, you know get the season going after uh, you know not having any games and, and different colored jerseys uh, for the last year. I mean, we didn't have any scrimmages, no non conference games this year, all been. 10 plays starting this weekend so uh i, I thought uh you know we're asking about our guys and our team this has uh, been a, a fun team to be around all through the fall they really enjoyed the time together out at practice and uh, in the weight room so i thought uh we were as business as usual you know given the protocols and the and the guidelines that we had uh and uh, i thought they made the most of it and uh we're looking forward to uh you know starting the season uh this week last season obviously was an abrupt ending you know how much could you take away from last season what you learned about that team and how it's helped you prepare for this season ahead yeah i think anytime you have uh you know opportunities to you know uh play against a different color jersey uh you know we had a you know a good you know maybe month and a half of practice time so you know that development was key for those guys who you know had that experience you know you know i'll use a Jared Gene Fields comes to mind where, you know, uh, you know, he was a starter last year as a junior and, uh, you know, he started all six games. And uh, I think that experience certainly is uh, paying dividends this year. You saw it in the fall with his uh, maturity and his development and uh, just the way he went about things uh, in the weight room, in the film sessions, at practice. So uh, I think those, you know, even though it was an abrupt end, like you said, and uh, we didn't get the full season in, you know, for the guys that increased their roles last year and uh, saw meaningful game time minutes and became, you know, uh, starters. It, it certainly has helped their development. And uh, I, I see that a lot with uh, with those guys. So you've an interesting mix of, on the roster. A lot of veteran players, obviously, Adam Charles and uh, Kieran Mullins, two of the best players in program. What is it like to have them back and what has their impact been on this team so far? Yeah, and I, and I think you you heard me say about business as usual and a very good fall and preseason so far. I think uh, a lot has to do with the uh, the older guys and, uh, and the senior leadership. I think this senior class has been uh, – Fun to be around. They've uh, they've worked hard on the field. It shows with all that experience. You mentioned, you know, Adam and Kieran, you know, being two veteran guys and guys that have been around our program for five and seven years. Uh, and then uh, you also add a couple of uh, you know grad students. You know, Colin Kirst and Connor Kirst and Brian Ward. Uh, and then uh, you know, obviously the senior class and the junior class collectively, you know, have a lot of players. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, Jared Jean Felix, but you know, Tommy Coins and David Sprots and Ryan. Uh, Gallagher, uh, you have a lot of guys, Zach Massessa, Ethan Roll, a lot of juniors and seniors. It's 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 helpful when you have a veteran group, focus group, a mature group, and a group that uh, I think enjoys being around each other. You mentioned uh, Connor Curse from Villanova, preseason All-American, 
his brother as well, and then you have brothers coming from Syracuse. How much of an impact do they uh, do you expect them to make? I think uh, you know all the newcomers, you know, from the transfers to the incoming freshmen, have been very pleased with not only you know how much they've uh, given us on the field, but how well they've uh, kind of molded and uh, and really jumped right into the to the Rutgers lacrosse culture. And uh, give a lot of credit, like I said, to that senior class and some of our older guys. Uh, I think. Uh, you know, uh, we have a, a locker room that is very welcoming. And uh, I think, you know, whether you're a transfer or the incoming freshman, even with COVID, it's been great to see them mesh together and, and, uh, and kind of come together as we go through, uh, you know, the preseason and get ready for the, you know, start of the season uh, this weekend. Talking about the freshmen, um, is there anyone that stood out so far in the preseason that you expect to make a big impact from day one? Yeah, I think uh, you know we we've been very fortunate that we have an, an older group and uh, a lot of seniors. We have 15 seniors with some of those grad students. You know, you mentioned some of the uh, juniors earlier that we have coming back to have big time game experience for us. You know, I think the freshman class. Uh, you know, uh, they've, they've worked awful hard, and uh, I, I see a lot of promise in them, uh, not only this year, maybe uh, in the second half of the season, but but also uh, in years to come. So, you know, the the nice thing about being able to get back in the fall and be able to practice and get in the weight room and, and the long preseason is it's, it's given our freshman class a chance to compete, to develop, to be around our older guys who are mentoring them on and off the field because, you know, they lost their season as well. So we got ours cut short. They never even started theirs and, and had a chance to finish. So uh, I think, uh, you know, you look at the, the fall season and the preseason now, it's been, you know, probably the best for the for the younger guys and the freshmen, you know, more so than the, than the older guys because of, uh, you know, missing of last year for them in high school. So touching on that, it, it obviously has been a unique offseason. You know, how has it changed approach in terms of getting ready for this season uh, with, with the point of that you made that some of the freshmen didn't even play last season? You had a short season yourself. How much were you able to do? How long has the team been on campus during, uh, you know, this pandemic? And, and, and uh, I guess philosophically, have you changed your approach at all in terms of preparation for the season? A little bit, you know, only because uh, we didn't have any competitions in the fall. So usually in the fall, you come back in September and you, and you usually have a fall scrimmage, you know, the first uh, week or two of October. So, you know, you have about a month to kind of get into shape, you know, uh, get a routine in the weight room, on the field, develop. But also, you want to have offense, defense, and, and play out of situations that come up in a game with officials and a different color jersey. And I think, uh, you know, that's the one thing that we are very fortunate this year is without any competitions and scrimmages in the fall, we were able to, you know, develop, you know, longer and not get into the game day details and some of the special situations until later in the fall after there was a, a great base and development, um, you know, with some of the things we want to do uh, in our in our program. And uh, I think that's helped the, the freshmen, you know, missing their senior year in high school, you know, uh, you know, get ready for college uh, lacrosse. Uh, I think it's uh, it's helped us not label anyone early and kind of see all the parts that we have as we kind of put the pieces together. Because this season is, uh, and this team this year is, is very different from last year uh, with some of the new additions and, and the older guys growing in their roles within our program over the years that they've been in it. So, uh, and then we've had the longest preseason, you know, uh, you know, that I've had in, in college. So, uh, um, you know, it's, uh, we, we're probably, you know, better prepared this weekend 
than we were at any point. You know, usually when you're starting your first game, um, you know, the first week in February, we have three more weeks. We have three more weeks of practice, three more weeks of developing and coaching and, and having situational stuff uh, be able to play out in practices. So uh, I, I think the answer to your question is we've been able to take our time. We were able to take our time in the fall. We were able to take our time getting ready for the opening game. Would I like to have some scrimmages under our belt, a non-conference game? Sure. I think that's why we schedule them, and that's why we've done the things over the years that, that we have. We haven't just jumped right into Big Ten play without any scrimmages or non-conference games. But given the, you know, with COVID and, and the restrictions and that we're only playing a, a Big Ten-only schedule, you know, we are, we're as prepared as we're going to be you know, to open up the season this year than, uh, than, than in years past because of the time we've had to put in our system and, and take care of Rutgers and, and take care of our personnel. The Rodkin Center recently opened, obviously a huge addition for your program for many reasons for the future, but how much has it helped this offseason um, just in terms of obviously the regularities of, you know, uh, not having a normal campus life and having, you know, a, a state-of-the-art facility, one place that your, your team can congregate and really be together during all this that's going on? Yeah, I think some of those things uh, we haven't quite uh, realized the, the full implications that uh, the Rodkin Center is, is going to provide our program because of some of the guidelines and restrictions. So, you know, obviously the fall was very unique for every program. And, and, uh, and you know, even with the Rodkin Center opening up uh, in January, you know, that was no exception for us. So uh, we didn't have access to the Rodkin Center or, you know, those uh, amenities uh, as we kind of welcome the new guys onto campus and try to start building for the season. Season. But yeah, you know, coming back from the fall and uh, a long winter break and uh, being able to, you know, have the guys uh, be introduced to the Rotkin Center and having uh, Pat Hobbs show them around and get their first look at the Rotkin Center in the new locker room. I think that was a, a great shot in the arm and excitement to start the season. And uh, I think, uh, you know, it shows on the field. Uh, our, our practices have been very energetic. They come ready to play in all the drills and all the you know all the days of practice. So each week has been exciting for us, and I think a lot has to do with having the Rodkin Center, having a, a brand new home to call our own, and have everything under one roof when everything's up and running and, and everyone's back on campus and academic advisors and and everyone is in place. You know, having the academic support, our own weight room and locker room and offices and training and sports medicine all under one roof for them. It's certainly better than I've ever imagined. We're talking with Rutgers men's lacrosse head coach Brian. And Brecht, you're entering your 10th season this weekend. Um, let's talk about the schedule a little bit. Obviously, uh, also very different um, Big Ten only schedule. Um, last season, you didn't play any Big Ten teams due to the cutoff uh, when the season uh, was postponed. What's the challenge of that? Have not seen these teams for basically two seasons, and then also the challenge of only having Big Ten games on the schedule and not having a non-conference portion. Well, I think uh, there's, there's pros and cons to everything. So uh, uh, having a, an older group, uh, our, our juniors and seniors have, uh, you know, played against uh, these teams in the past. You know, uh, obviously, uh, you know, the, the Big Ten Conference as a whole is, is going to be very challenging for all of us. And, uh, you know, but it's going to make for, you know, great games for the fans and, and, uh, and, and for the lacrosse, you know, enthusiasts out there that, you know, want to see, you know, uh, great games. And uh, I think that's, that's something that uh, – being matched up with a double round robin and you know playing everyone home and away every week is going to be a, a battle and every week we're going to have to prepare like it's a big game and uh, I think that's uh, you know why you come to Rutgers I think that's why um, you know our guys are excited and um, you know we have the new Rotkin Center you know they they know they got to come ready to play and prepare each day in practice uh, you know for the opportunities they have on game day 
been fun so far getting ready for this season. Very thankful to the administration and, and all the support staff that have worked so hard and diligently uh, in collaboration with the Big Ten office to see the season uh, come to fruition. So we're excited to get out there, and uh, when the whistle blows, uh, our guys will be ready. A couple more for you, Coach. Uh, just in terms of the schedule, you know, h- how has it been with protocols? And uh, I know that you know you were saying the round robin. I know the plan is to, to play every team twice. I guess there is some built-in time there in case there has to be any kind of postponements. But but how how have you felt the programs adjusted just to the day to day of the COVID? Is is it a daily testing and and has will it change uh, now that you're in season versus preseason? Yeah, no, I, I've been very proud of our guys and uh, you know their focus and discipline and, and how much they care about one another to be out there and practice whether it was in the fall and, and now in the preseason. So uh, in the fall we were going uh, testing wise twice a week. And uh, now uh, in the spring, as, as we prepare for games, you know, we started our uh, daily testing two weeks ago. So our guys are testing uh, seven days a week, every day. And, uh, you know, we've been, uh, knock on wood, uh, very healthy. And, uh, you know, and, and uh, like I said, I give a lot of credit to our seniors. I think we've got a great group of captains this year. And uh, collectively as a whole, uh, the maturity, uh, you know, they're focused and they want to practice. They want to play. They want to be with their teammates. Uh, they want to work out and uh, they want to compete in the Big Ten. So we personally, in what I see in our bubble, it's very manageable. Uh, it's been very successful. And uh, I hope that can be uh, the same for the, for the next three months. Rutgers is one of five ranked teams in the Big Ten out of six teams total. You know, uh, you've always scheduled di- uh, a difficult non-conference schedule. So uh, does that actually help kind of the mindset uh, of the players knowing that, you know, whether it was Big Ten games or not, you were pretty much guaranteed to play ranked teams right from the get-go? Playing in the Big Ten, I, I think uh, you needed to prepare uh, in the early part of the season with the non-conference uh, lineup. So uh, our non-conference schedule over the years has always uh, – put us in a position to be able to be challenged and to, and, and to be prepared for the, the Big Ten play when that came around. So our guys have uh, played in big games before. Uh, a lot of guys that are, you know, starting in, uh, on the field on game day, you know, know what it's like uh, on the road or at home. And, uh, and I think, uh, you know, just the, the culture of the team and uh, the way we practice, you know, the new, the new additions, um, you know, they have a lot of big game experience as well. And, and, uh, and if they're, a little younger, and they're stepping on the field for the first time for a Big Ten game. They got a lot of support around them to the left and to the right. So uh, I don't think we're going to put a, a lot on their shoulders and you know, allow them to kind of play to their strengths and uh, do what they do well. Head coach of this program, obviously it's a very unique season. How will you ultimately judge uh, whether this team is successful or not? I think, uh, you know, whether it's this year or any other year, there's, you know, there's more than one way to, you know, measure success. And uh, I think our guys have uh, handled everything that uh, this pandemic has uh, thrown at them. They've excelled in the classroom. Practices are fierce, competitive and uh, energetic. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, game day. And, you know, uh, every time we step on the field, every time we prepare for practices, it's to be successful on game day. So that's ultimately our goal is to, you know, compete for a Big Ten championship and postseason play. And, uh, you know, the seniors that uh, have been around in the program, you know, they've played in uh, three of the last four, uh, you know, Big Ten tournaments. So uh, they're, they're, they're chomping at the bit every year when they start off to play for something very meaningful and rewarding uh, in the month of May. Coach Brian Brack, thank you so much for your time and best of luck this season. Thank you. Appreciate it, Aaron. Thanks again to Coach Brecht for his time talking to us about Rutgers men's lacrosse. Lots to be excited about this season. Obviously, a very challenging schedule, but like I said, one thing during the, the tenure of Coach Brecht has always been his willingness to schedule competitively in non-conference play. They've played Lehigh the last couple of years. Um, they've played Loyola. 
in terms of uh, where number one in the country, they played Syracuse. So starting off with ranked opponents is, is nothing this program is, is you know, uh, not used to. So you have Penn State to start the season, number six. Then they're at number 10, Ohio State. They welcome Michigan first weekend of March at number two, Maryland. And then they're at number 20, Johns Hopkins. So five of six teams in the conference ranked. Rutgers, one of them right now at 18. Certainly will be a challenge having a, a conference-only schedule, but should be interesting. And then um, obviously going to the Big Ten tournament, and then hopefully they have made the ultimate trip to the NCAA tournament. So best of luck to this team, and we'll keep you posted throughout the season as they get started this weekend, February 20th, Saturday, at home at noon against number six, Penn State. Thank you for listening once again, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Follow On the Banks on Twitter at OTB underscore SB Nation, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Just search On the Banks Podcast.